tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola Madridistas, this is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on October 24th, 2021 from New York City. The first El Clasico of the season took place in the new Camp today, and Real Madrid made it four straight wins in the rivalry with a well-earned 2-1 victory over Barcelona. Barca had the majority of possession in the match and made things uncomfortable for Madrid with a high press that kept Madrid backed up in their own half for long spells. And the result might have gone another way had Serginho Dest not squandered a golden chance to put Barca up after 25 minutes. But Madrid made the most of its opportunities on the break and netted two goals from unlikely goal scorers in David Alaba and Lucas Vazquez. And despite a late Sergio Aguero goal in stoppage time, Real held on and emerged from this massive game with all three points to give them 20 on the season, widening the gap to five points over their bitter rivals and leaving them only a single point behind league leaders Real Sociedad while still having a game in hand. Madrid stuck with the lineup and formation that was so impressive for them in the midweek Champions League win against Shakhtar in Kiev. Mendy, Alaba, Militao, and Vasquez were in the back from left to right. Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz were the midfield three. And Vinicius, Benzema, and Rodrigo were up front to complete the 4-3-3. Thibaut Courtois, as always, was in front of the goal. Madrid was forced to establish itself defensively from the start of this match, as it was Barca that dominated possession of the ball right from the opening kick. And they played a very high and physical press that kept Madrid deep in its own half when they were able to get the ball, which caused Madrid a lot of difficulty getting the ball forward over that first 10 minutes. Madrid, as a result, was very busy at the back inside of the box from very early on, with not only Militao and Vasquez having to make timely interventions, but also the likes of Modric and Cruz having to drop deeper to do the necessary work to keep a purposeful Barca from creating good chances. With the shorter passes not able to get the ball past the halfway line, Madrid started to opt for the long balls over the top of Barcelona, and in doing so, they were finally able to get the ball past the halfway line and start to mount some sort of attack going forward. With Benzema streaking down the left of the pitch after a ball was delivered by Casemiro in one instance, and Vinicius doing the same a couple of times after receiving balls from Alaba and Cruz that set him loose down the left-hand side. The breaks weren't fruitful, but at the very least, they opened things up some for Madrid and made the game a little bit more comfortable than it had been when almost all 11 of their players were pressed back in their own third. And more importantly, Madrid were given an idea of how they were going to be able to get their own chances as Barca looked like they could be readily taken advantage of out in space by Madrid's pace up front. However, it was Barca that would have the first great chance of the game one that they really should have gone up on as in the 25th minute they themselves looked to catch Madrid on the break with the Memphis Depay beating Militao with a run from the midfield into the final third on the left-hand side. 
and he crossed the ball into the box where Ansu Fati cleverly backheeled it to Serginho Dest, who was behind him in the box with no Madrid defenders around him, and Dest had a wide open shot with Courtois seemingly nothing more than a sitting duck in front of the goal. But amazingly, he shot the ball over the crossbar when he could have easily slotted it home into the back of the net a number of ways to give Barca the lead. It was a shocking miss for sure, and Madrid definitely dodged the bullet there as they were carved apart on that counterattack. And had they gone down a goal, there's no telling how the game would have ended up going from that point on. But Madrid instead would turn around not long after that and make Barca pay for wasting that golden opportunity. And in the 32nd minute, they were able to get out on the break themselves after Alaba won the ball in their own half to start things. And Vinicius got the ball down the left-hand side of the pitch and then played it over to Rodrigo in the central area of Barca's half for him to play it back over to the left-hand side for Alaba, who had come out of the back and run forward into the final third. And Alaba gathered the ball at the top of the box with plenty of space around him and he beautifully put the ball past Ter Stegen towards the far post and into the back of the net to put Real up 1-0. Barca almost leveled the score just a couple of minutes after that stunning goal as they won a corner kick in the 35th minute and Piquet was able to put his head onto the ball in the center of the box and send it just wide of the far post beyond a diving Courtois and they would keep the pressure up on Madrid for the remaining 10 minutes of the first half to get the goal that they surely felt they must have deserved, given that they had the better of the run of play between the two teams, with Garcia getting a couple of shots off and forcing a save, Depay making runs down the left that looked dangerous, and Ansu Fadi getting into the box between Madrid defenders shortly before the halftime whistle and getting a shot off from close range that forced a critical block from Alaba to keep Madrid in the lead. Depay and Fatih continued to pose a threat to Madrid in the final third right from the start in the second half and Coutinho came on as well to join in and he was firing off shots from inside of the box soon after he was introduced. But Madrid was solid defensively in withstanding Barca's pressure with Courtois coming through with a save, Alaba and Vasquez making timely interventions and even Rodrigo and Benzema dropping back and making important efforts defensively to challenge Barca players and win the ball back for Madrid. It certainly looked like Barca began to get frustrated with their lack of success in equalizing the score, and the desperation started to become very apparent as they began appealing for penalties for fouls and even a handball inside of the box that the referee was having none of. The game would then be an entertaining back and forth for the bulk of the second half, with an exchange of Madrid counterattacks that looked promising but ultimately failed to deliver with the final ball missing, and Barca continuing to put pressure on Madrid at the back, forcing multiple defensive interventions inside of the box and getting shots with the likes of Dest and Aguero failing to hit the target. Ancelotti made a couple of substitutions to introduce some fresh legs into the attack in the hopes of getting Madrid the goal that would secure the victory, bringing on Valverde for Rodrigo in the 72nd minute and Asensio for Vinicius in the 87th minute, but it would ultimately be another Real Madrid defender that would get the Whites their second goal on the day as Madrid got out onto the break once again in the 93rd minute following a clearance by Danny Carvajal inside of the box as he had come on after Valverde was taken off following an apparent injury just a minute prior and the ball ended up in the midfield at the feet of Lucas Vasquez who played it to Asensio to run forward on the left into the final third 
and he got a shot onto the goal that was saved by Ter Stegen, but the rebound fell for Vasquez to run onto the ball and put it into the back of the net to make it 2-0 in favor of Real to seemingly kill the game. Barca would get a consolation goal in the 97th minute when Dest ran into the final third on the right-hand side and crossed the ball into the box for Aguero to get onto the end of it and put it into the back of the net to the far post. But unfortunately for them, there had only been seven minutes of added time, and so it would not be enough to salvage anything meaningful from the game for the Blagrana. And a mere minute later, the final whistle sounded, and Real Madrid emerged as the victors in El Clasico for the fourth consecutive time with a final score of 2-1. to one. And then Ronaldo! Oh! Let's get into the individual performances from Real's El Clasico victory today. Starting up front, Kareem Benzema I had rated as a 7. He couldn't quite have the attacking impact in this game that he has been able to have for Madrid throughout the season as it took a while for him to get even a meaningful touch of the ball in the first half with the way that Barca was dominating possession and pressing Madrid deep in their own half to keep them from running out. He did start to become a little bit more noticeable when Madrid was able to get out onto the break, getting down the wing on the left or playing the ball forward from the midfield area. But in the final third, he wasn't able to get on the end of many of the crosses that were intended for him in the box. And the one clear chance that came for him on a volley was saved by Ter Stegen. He did help out defensively at times though and did not allow his lack of opportunities up front to have a negative impact on his work rate for the team. So it was still a solid shift put in by the Madrid front man. Vinicius Jr. I had rated as a 7. He was instrumental in unlocking Madrid's attack in the first half with his runs on the left hand side into space where he could be picked out with long balls over the top of Barca and he was the guy up front that Madrid looked most frequently to in order to challenge the Barca defense with his pace. While he didn't quite present the same high level of threat in the final third with the ball at his own feet that he has shown several times this season, he showed good thought to his play with the timing of his runs in trying to get behind the Barca back line, and he was an important part of the counterattack that led to Madrid's first goal as he found Rodrigo out in space in the midfield with an accurate pass from distance. Credit to him for also coming back to work for Madrid defensively in the wide areas, so all in all, he put in a good performance. Rodrigo, I had rated as a 7 as well. He had some incisive, threatening runs into the final third when he did get the ball on the right-hand side, but he just wasn't able to cap those runs with the right cross or shot to deliver a payoff for Madrid. He did, however, pick out Alaba with the right pass from the midfield area over to the left-hand side during the Madrid counterattack that led to the Whites' first goal of the game. Much like his frontline counterparts, he also was a willing defender and won the ball back for Madrid a couple of times in the final third out in the wider area. He definitely should have done better with a shot from inside the box that came after a Madrid break in the 55th minute as it was so off-target that it resulted in a Barca throw-in from the right-hand side of the pitch, but he still was a net positive for Madrid on the day. In the midfield, I had Luka Modric rated as a 7 performer. It was a lively, energetic performance by the Croatian today, as he was running around like a headless chicken to do important defensive work in the first half on Madrid's side of the pitch. 
and as Madrid grew into their attack, he also grew into having more impact for Madrid going forward, picking out Vinicius on the wing with the long ball and getting himself into the final third a couple of times in the second half where he was able to unleash a shot that was blocked and also where he was able to set up Benzema nicely inside of the box for his volley that was saved. When he has the juice in his legs to be able to get around as he did today, he just demonstrates how important he is for Madrid in the midfield with the work that he does on both sides of the halfway line. Casemiro I had rated as a 6 for this game. He did not have the best start to it as when Madrid was being pressed deep into its own side of the pitch over that first 10 minutes, he gave the ball away a couple of times with some inaccurate passes. His attempted long balls to initiate Madrid breaks were also hit or miss, finding the intended target well in some instances but missing the mark entirely to send the ball over the sideline in others. But to his credit, he did do some good defensive work as the game progressed as he won the ball back, thwarted runs, and blocked a shot in the final third. It wasn't his best showing today, but he at times demonstrated his importance in the midfield for Madrid. Tony Cruz I had rated as a 7. He was solid with his passing in this game, which he almost always is, as when Madrid was afforded space, he was able to pick out the wingers at the right time to get them the ball while they had space to operate in the wide areas. His corner kicks did, however, leave a little bit of something to be desired in this game as he never quite put the ball into the right spot for a Madrid player to at least try to present some danger with it. But he also did do some important defensive work at times, taking the ball off of Memphis Depay in the box in one surprising first half instance and attempting to clear a ball into the box with a header in the second half, an occasion that had Barca calling for a handball that the referee had no interest in giving. In the back, I had Ferland Mendy rated as a 7. He did have some timely interventions inside of the box, particularly in the second half when Barca were chasing the equalizer, but he also found himself a step behind Serginho Dest on the right-hand side on that run that ultimately led to Aguero scoring the goal late on in stoppage time. So that was a bit of a demerit to his performance, even though it ultimately would not cost Madrid the victory. In attack, he did come up from the back a couple of times on the left-hand side and did provide some assistance to the link-up play with a cross or two, and he forced a save with a shot taken from distance. So in total, he did put in a good performance on the day. David Alaba, I had rated as an 8. He was the man of the match for Madrid as he was pivotal in the opening goal sequence on both ends of the pitch winning the ball back for Madrid deep in their own half and then running out into space without the ball on the break and getting himself into the final third where he was able to be picked out by Rodrigo at the top of the box on the left-hand side and he put Madrid in front with a striker's finish to the far post which was the perfect reward for those efforts. He also made some critical interventions inside of the box for Madrid thereafter with a blocked shot and a clearance of a cross but he did leave Aguero unmarked for his run into the center of the box, which allowed him the space to net Barca's goal late on in the game. So while it was an excellent man-of-the-match performance for him overall, it did fall short of being a perfect one. Militao I had rated as a 6. It was a bit of an up-and-down performance by him in this game, as he did make some timely interventions on the one hand, but he also was beaten by Depay and Fatih on two occasions when they had the ball at their feet, and those particular instances led to Barca getting dangerous shots from inside of the box. 
Had it not been for Dest completely missing the mark with his shot and Fatih having his shot blocked by Alaba, those errors very well might have proved fatal for Madrid in this game. So Militao, while good at times, was definitely the beneficiary of some good luck in defense. Lucas Vasquez, I had rated as a 7 on the right-hand side of the back line. Barca was definitely intent on attacking his side of the defense, but Vasquez was by and large up to the challenge, never really finding himself badly beaten or out of position, and he also won the ball back from Madrid in the final third on a couple of occasions. In attack, he was noticeably purposeful on the right wing as he ran forward and looked to pick out passes from the midfield area or get himself into the final third, and he was instrumental on Madrid's final game-killing break as he got the ball out to Asensio from the midfield and then continued to work in running forward to get on the ball after Asensio's shot was saved by Tristegen in order to put it into the back of the net for what was the game-winning goal for Madrid. It was an excellent two-way performance by him in which he once again showed the versatility that makes him so valuable to the team. As for the substitutes, I had Valverde rated as a 5. I thought that he might have been slated for a bigger role in this match given how he didn't feature much in the midweek Champions League match. But with Ancelotti opting not to fix the midfield that wasn't broken in that game, he once again found himself a substitute in this one. He didn't have much impact in this match at all and appeared to injure himself when he bumped his head with that of Piquet's as they both went for a ball in the air, which also seemed to cause him to land awkwardly and do something to his leg. So there was definitely some concern there and he ultimately was brought off after having played less than 20 minutes. Marco Asensio I had rated as a 7. He again made the most of his limited action and touches of the ball as he got out on the break in stoppage time down the left-hand side with a good bit of pace that kept Barca's defenders trailing behind him. And he put a shot onto the goal from the left-hand side of the box that ultimately was saved, but it did lead to Vasquez's game-winning goal on account of the rebound. So just off of his effort and the impact that it had, he deserves a relatively high mark for his performance. Danny Carvajal was the final substitute and I rated him as a 6. He came on for the injured Valverde in the 91st minute as he himself is working back towards fitness, but he did have an impact as he made the key clearance of a dangerous ball inside of the box just a couple of minutes after coming on, and that started Madrid on the break up the pitch for the game-winning goal. Finally, Thibaut Courtois in front of the goal I had rated as a 7. It was an overall solid performance by the Madrid keeper as he made the saves that he could have been fairly expected to make and he read a few of the more dangerous balls that were played into the box quite well. He was blameless for the Aguero goal that came late in stoppage time as he properly defended the near post and came back into a more central position in front of the goal when the cross was played in. So that goal was very much the failure of the back line in front of him. He did cause a bit of a scare when he went down clutching his knee after kicking the ball out towards the midfield just before the 90th minute, but he ultimately shook that off and so all ended well there. It was a very good day at the office for Real Madrid today, as it always will be when they emerge as the victors from any Clasico. They lost the possession battle, were under some serious pressure by Barca at times, and were left to create their own chances out on the break primarily by use of the long ball, but they did defend well for all but a couple of moments during the game and they made the most of their opportunities on the counterattack, netting two goals that proved to be the difference in the end. The result solidified the notion that at this particular time, 
Madrid are a level above their longtime rivals, and it was the perfect start to what is a very busy week for the Whites, in which they play three matches in the span of seven days. Three in the box waiting for the cross, and it was Bale! Oh, what about that? What about that from Gareth Bale? Up next for Madrid, they return to the pitch in the middle of the week as they host Osasuna at the Bernabeu this upcoming Wednesday in La Liga action. Last season in the league, Madrid drew 0-0 away at Osasuna and defeated them 2-0 at home. This season, Osasuna currently sits 6th in the league table with 18 points from their 10 games, having won 5, drawn 3, and lost 2. They have scored 14 goals and conceded 13 so far this season, so there is the potential perhaps for a wide-open, up-and-down game between them and Madrid, with Real only having two days between the match today and that match, and then another match upcoming on Saturday. I'm expecting to see Ancelotti make more than a few changes for the midweek game, especially amongst the midfield three, in order to keep the legs of the squad fresh. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be on Wednesday night, sometime after the conclusion of that match, hopefully with Madrid having run its streak of consecutive wins to three. So until then, as always, Hala Madrid.